Tell me who your friends are, I'll tell you who you are, as stated by Imam Ali. Featuring our second anonymous guest, this episode will talk about friendship. To start off, we'll each give our unique definitions of what we think friendship is, and Ami Google will also give us his, no, their definition <laughs> of um, friendship. So, would you like to start with your definition? Yes, of course. Um, so, to me, a friend is someone who you can be completely comfortable around. And um, it's a person who supports you, encourages you, and also tells you when you're wrong and when you're right, and kind of guides you, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, it's a person you can relate to and have a healthy relationship with. To have a friend um, that would be considered as a friendship, uh, it should be connected to a bond that links to trust, care for their well-being, and you kind of have to have at least some common interests, and an admiration of their characteristic in general or a specific characteristic that you would aspire to kind of want to adapt to or achieve. Yeah. <laughs> and Ami Google's definition is, a friendship is a state of enduring affection, esteem, intimacy, and trust between two people. For our first subtopic, we'll be talking about the mindsets of friendship, and we'll both give our perspective of the topic within those lines okay so i've noticed um in so many instances that someone would have a bad experience with a friendship and then plan to cut out friendships as a whole or be scared of being hurt and would rather like be alone than form friendships and meet new people and i find that very harmful um because at the end of the day um, people need to focus living and living like in the moment rather than always thinking of the future and what could happen because you never know what people you meet can absolutely change your life so I think that's very you know important for people to realize that if you get hurt by a friendship that doesn't mean that all of the friendships are gonna be just as bad you can have a beautiful friendship even after experiencing like the bad if a friendship was ended on good terms, um, you should always cherish what it was and don't give up hope, but seek out ways to find someone you can have the same um, friendship with in the future because it's very possible. I feel like many people forget that. Um, and most of the time, if it has ended on good terms, that means it's just um, out of you, the two friends, like outgrowing the friendship or developing new personalities with growing up and then the friendship doesn't feel as compatible but that isn't a bad thing that's a good thing because you're growing but if it's ended on bad terms you need to learn from the experience and not let it hold you back from pursuing other friendships because even if you got hurt and things went bad finding a good friendship is worth the risks because at the end of the day a friendship 
makes you a better person because through that you get to learn grow and experience new things with a person who shares your interests which just makes it much more exciting another thing to look out for in a friendship are the extremes highly independent and completely dependent Highly independent is like taking away the essence of the friendship by completely removing the main attributes of having an actual friendship where you lean or depend on the other person in the kind of way that you know you have a safe fall that you can constantly rely on, but in restriction to the boundaries set while taking in each other's mental health's well-being. And so when when you take that aspect away and dissociate from the friendship, It's not really a friendship anymore. It's just someone you see for coffee and blab all about what went wrong this week with. Um, Completely dependent is um, when you don't see yourself as a separate person. You become emotionally attached and you put yourself up for a kind of self-destruction where you, you seem to find yourself unable to function without that person. And that can cause a lot of anxiety because when you become attached to, to that person, you have, uh, you have a constant fear of uh, what if this person leaves, then, then what? However, for the receiving end in this situation, in more than one way, you're putting way too much on their plate, which leads to the deter- deterioration of their mental health. Because you're not giving them space to breathe by making your problems and concerns theirs to deal with and overthink about as well. In conclusion, basically, um, in highly independent friendships, the receiving end would be completely neglected. And so wanting to detach from the friendship might bring them more relief than actual sadness. But in completely dependent friendships, the receiver becomes disoriented with the amount of extra load they're forced to carry because the other person can't function on their own and that's due to their attachment. And so it's very important to have a balance to make sure that you're getting something good out of this friendship and that you're giving enough as well, but not too much because you kind of have to make sure you have enough yourself. If you give the utmost attention for the receiving end, you end up removing yourself and your well-being from the equation, which leads to so many negative conclusions, but the most major one would be losing yourself. When the basis of a friendship is built on respect or admiration more than competitiveness, you get to realize that there is a very thin line with it being a constant competition or challenge with a friend or when it's like you look at this person and you're like oh my god i really like this thing in this person and so i'm gonna try to work on making it better within myself or kind of learn how this person is doing it to implement it in my life so when the friendship is based on admiration you pick out the attributes or characteristics that appeal to you and then it helps you um it works as an uplift in your life to move you from your current position to make you a better person so 
when one is driven by jealousy and the other is driven by admiration, it's important to notice the difference because when you don't, you start fueling that competition with comparing yourself to the other person and that's just self-destructive and it's damaging because you can never be satisfied with yourself after that. It takes you a very long time to kind of touch base again with how you perceive yourself and also that factor of jealousy it kind of turns you into basically the villain of the story because you start to constantly point out the flaws of the other person to try and make yourself feel better and that's just bad Making new friends is always nerve-wracking. You need to be open when you want to make a friendship and know what you're looking for. Because when you go out and look for a friendship and you find a potential friend that turns out you have no connection with, there won't be a bond and so what was the point of that whole thing? Um, I feel like with the friendship, you'll be drawn to the person because of a common interest and from that common interest, you get to learn more about the person and the prospect of a friendship widens. Making new friends is to some an absolute disaster and to others, it's like breathing. I'm one of the people who can't do it if the world depended on it. I'm very introverted, so for me to step out of my comfort zone, I would have to have a literal plan before making a move. Approaching people is still something I struggle with, but only to a certain extent in in certain circumstances, because I've adapted a social personality when necessary to help my situation or just play the role when needed. You know, just to fit uh, the general genre and have a spot in the equation kind of thing. Obviously, with school, it's so different. There are so many aspects to take into consideration and a whirlwind of emotions, a set of standards you need to adapt with and a society you need to fit into. And most of all, you need to fit into a friend group that kind of defines you as a person. Looking at friends groups, it would be like every person in it would portray one or like a single one of your characteristic aspects. And that's why you kind of all work so well together. And later on, it would also be the reason you it it would end because you would simply grow out of that aspect or leave it behind. And I guess the biggest and best advice I can give, because that's how I do it, is by attaching yourself to those already existing friends who are more social than you. And they would most probably know people that they can introduce you to or that you can meet up with through that common friend. Um, if that was confusing, what I need to say is if you don't, you don't always need to go and search for new friends but uh, if you're content with the ones you have but the friends that you have can always be the bridge to your meeting of new friends people never leave their comfort zone in general especially when making friends out of the fear of their sacred environment being disturbed i think this brings us back to the point to the feeling of ease 
coziness and security that safe space gives you and it makes you not want to risk that but it's always good to start with small things maybe a good morning and no it's not as cheesy as it sounds but if it does to you you can be like hey and squint your eyes so that they know you're smiling under the mask um slowly and gradually move from there first a hey then talk about something in common like a subject you both take or an interest you overheard the person talk about Try to push yourself to be out there and challenge yourself by making conversation or small talk about anything that would seem right. In conclusion, people are not always going to be nice and you don't always have to care. Something I need to keep reminding myself because, well, just because I'm a human with feelings. If you've reached this far, thank you for listening and talk to you next time. Yours sincerely, Anonymous.